what Woody's watching spoiler free review for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. This movie is hugely important for Marvel moving forward as it really introduces Kang the Conqueror and he is our next big villain for the next few years, the new equivalent of Thanos. Yes, he was in the Loki series, but that was a different version of him and it wasn't the villain that we get to know in this series as well as the fact that not as many people have seen Loki as are probably going to go see all the big Marvel movies. So for the casual fan who doesn't have Disney Plus that doesn't check out all the other extra series, this is their introduction. And I liked it. It was good. It's not the best thing ever. I don't even know if I would say it's my favorite Ant-Man movie. I really liked the first one. It was kind of a surprise. I'm like, how are they going to make such a great movie out of Ant-Man? But it worked out really well. I liked the idea of it being a heist movie. And he just so happens to use superpowers to do his heists. And I thought that played out really well. This plot is good. It's pretty simple. It's focused around Kang and they get sucked into the quantum realm and Kang is there. He wants to get out. They want to get out as well. So it's kind of a race to find some resources that they need to escape. I really liked the aesthetics of it. I am a big science fiction fan. So this kind of plays to what I enjoy. If you're not a science fiction fan, then maybe you wouldn't enjoy this one as much because this does pretty much all take place in the quantum realm and it is almost entirely on like a CG set. The special effects are good. They're not the most incredible thing I've ever seen, but there's, in terms of Marvel movies of the last couple years, I don't really have any complaints with this one as I might have with some of the other movies. Some things looked a little weird. I wasn't really a fan of the version of MODOK that they used for this movie. I didn't really like the character. He's not a major character. He doesn't spoil the plot for me, but he just does a couple things that I just it seems like a throwaway character. It doesn't really interest me at all. People, based on the trailers, were thinking that this would be really a lot more dramatic than the other movies, especially for an Ant-Man movie to be so dramatic. It didn't really feel that dramatic or intense. It was full with the classic Marvel one-liners, and I don't think any of them really helped this movie or helped the tone of it. I think they could have gotten more serious the entire way. But Kang himself, Jonathan Majors, I think is fantastic. I think it was a good introduction. I love what Jonathan Majors is doing with the character, and I think he will be great for Marvel going forward. Not my favorite, but I still like this movie. 7 out of 10. This is your spoiler warning for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Or I guess I should say it more like Quantumania. It's all one word, although I'm not sure that was ever a word before this movie. But so it is. Yes, this plot was quite simple. I appreciate that. I don't think movies always need to be overcomplicated. They don't all need the depth and complexity of a movie like Inception or anything like that. This was simple. They got sucked into the quantum realm. They needed to find a way out. They got separated. Kang was there. He found them, some of them. And he also wanted to get out. So he tortures Cassie or threatens Cassie and tortures her for just a brief moment to get Scott to fix his energy core for his ship and they can be on their way. Everyone can be on their way. But at this point... Scott doesn't really know much about Kang, right? And the audience doesn't know too much either until Janet tells her family about it. And Scott doesn't hear that. So 
he just does what he has to do. He sees someone he doesn't know, he doesn't like. He's they've got him prisoner, so he doesn't trust them, which makes sense. And he threatens his daughter. So of course he doesn't want to help him, but once she's threatened and once he's hurting her, then of course he gives in. And then once they're there with Hope and Janet and they say don't give it to him, then that's when Scott kind of understands how things are. And then there's a a fight at the end, as expected from a superhero movie. This fight, in terms of the rebellion and the revolutionaries and the people that are, all the people that were freed and fighting, they seem very much like, I don't know, the fight really didn't do much for me. It didn't seem that interesting. Uh, yeah, it was cool to have a large-scale battle. I understand why they would have wanted to do that. But I don't think it was that special. There were too many breaks in it. Like, they crossed the bridge, and then they stop and talk to each other for a while. And then the ooze guy, I don't remember his name, goes and gets shot, and he gets his holes, thankfully. And it just, like such a moment of light-hearted comedy in the middle of what to them is a struggle for freedom against Kang the Conqueror who's the biggest villain that we've ever seen in a Marvel movie so that just seemed a bit weird and out of place to me these people all had their home worlds wiped out by this person and they stopped to just chat with each other for a bit in the middle of this battle like they should have just kept running across the bridge onto the next platform or whatever they were trying to do. None of those side characters really added to the story for me. It seems like all of them were just kind of there as comic relief. And I get they're trying to press some of these messages about uh, Cassie being someone who fights against the authority back home. That's why she was in jail. And then seeing Janet was a freedom fighter and she says or terrorist depending on what point of view you had like who was calling her a terrorist the Kang the Conqueror like he's a clear villain and it's not like he, they were on the news down there like he just controlled the realm is just weird it seemed out of place and then for Hank to mention socialism with the ants and stuff like I don't really care if they're like I'm not mad because there's a message in movies. It's not like I want them to keep politics out of movies. But for this movie, it didn't really affect anything. It had nothing to do with the plot in the end. Like, this movie was about Kang, the Conqueror. And these things, they just put him in for a brief moment to maybe get a chuckle or a, a laugh or a nod from the audience or something. And it just seemed to not do anything. And like I mentioned in the spoiler-free section, I was not that big of a fan of MODOK. I don't like him. And I don't care that he's different from the comics. There are plenty of characters that have different origins, and I think some of them are great. Like Namor, I think is absolutely fantastic. He's completely different from any of the comics that have ever come before. At least his origin and his character and his identity and stuff like that. And I think it's absolutely fantastic. I love that. Black Panther Wakanda Forever movie. However, this, like like I said, I don't care that it's different from the comic. I care that it just wasn't that good. Again, he's kind of just there for comic relief, 
when this feels like it should be something more serious. And I really don't like when movies have these villains, these characters turn so easily. He just, he gets beat up and then he's there at the end and he's like, oh, what do I do? I have no purpose in life. And Cassie's just like, just don't be a dick. And then he completely turns around and starts fighting Kang. Like, I don't like that. And then they had a moment with him at the end, like they were friends. Like, they weren't friends, dude. He was trying to kill your daughter. Like, I don't get it. I don't, I didn't like that. I already thought it was weird that they brought back uh, Darren Cross for that. And, you know, it's not that crazy that they would bring back a character that has history with Ant-Man. And their suits manipulate their sizes so that makes sense and you know he could have landed he got busted up was falling through the quantum realm and that could have led to his body being a different size which looks like that's how they portrayed it and it makes sense but it's like he was designed only for killing right that's what modok stands for mechanical mental organism whatever acronym it is designed only for killing and then he doesn't seem to be very good at it. I don't think he kills anyone <laughs> in the course of this movie. Maybe he killed some side characters in that, that first battle when they were in that village with all those, I guess you call them refugees and freedom fighters. But I don't even remember if he was one of the people, if he killed anyone there. So that seems like what was the point of his character. And that did look weird, of course, as you might expect to have a giant head with small limbs and on a floating chair. It just seemed weird, though. Like, his face was just kind of distorted, and it's kind of like you get that uncanny valley appearance. Like, it, it looks right, but you know it's not exactly right, and you see it's, it's just weird. Like, I didn't really like that character. Now, that being said, the other stuff I liked. Like I said, the plot is good. I liked it. It was easy to understand. And and I don't just like it because it's easy to understand. I love complex stuff, too. But, you know, I'm just trying to say sometimes these Marvel movies, they have, like, so many things going on. And they don't focus on anything. This was definitely focused on Kang. And yet... That's why I dislike some of this comedy stuff, because it was so focused on Kang, yet they interrupt the tension at so many points just to bring in a little bit of comedy. But again, the rest I did enjoy. I liked it overall. I liked the characters in it. All the, the four, the five main characters that are from the previous movies, they're all good. I like them, and, you know, I would argue with characters... <laughs> Who are like, no time to talk, let's go. And then you're just walking out of a place anyway. Like, you can talk and walk at the same time. But that's the thing with all movies. Not just about this movie. But, yeah. And then, seeing Kang and learning about Kang, I think, worked really well. I enjoyed it. And I think it would have been good if we could show a bit more of what Kang the Conqueror has done. And you know, how he conquered things. Maybe if they just, that flashback when Janet touches the chair, if maybe that just lasted a little longer, we got a little more of insight into it. Maybe they're holding out because they don't want to show everything that 
Kang is going to do, but I think it still works well. Like it would have been cool. It would have made it more dramatic if they wanted to go with that more serious tone overall to show a bit more of what he's capable of. He didn't do a whole lot in the fight. He did a bit, and you understand he's strong, but then he ends up getting overcome by a bunch of ants, which I understand they had to put the ants in there somehow. This is an Ant-Man movie, and I do enjoy the dynamic that Ant-Man has had with these ants over the years of the past couple movies. And I really like Jonathan Majors as an actor. I first saw him in Lovecraft Country, and he's been a a lot of stuff recently like coming out right now a few months ago he was in devotion which i loved you can listen to my podcast on that movie he is in the upcoming creed 3 which comes out in just a few days of a, as of recording this in like a week or two and i'm hugely looking forward to that i love the rocky and the creed series and jonathan majors looks like he'll be fantastic in that as well I think he's a very good actor. I think he did a great job in the Loki series. I think he did a great job in this movie. And I am so excited to see what he does with the rest of this character in the coming years. I did get a bit of an impression that he is a villain that is unmatched so far in Marvel movies based on the way Janet and other characters talk about him and the way he talks about himself as well. They don't show a whole lot of what he can do, but I understand there's a lot more movies to come where they're going to do that. And I think I would have enjoyed this if there was a touch more tragedy. Maybe if they killed someone, because even in the end when Scott leaves, doesn't go through the portal to fight him off just for a moment or two, and then um, Hope comes through as well to help him fight off Kang until the end and they get stranded there for like a minute and they don't seem that worried because they know they're gonna get rescued pretty soon and it was just all kind of yeah a bit a bit too lighthearted. that's my biggest complaint but overall I still enjoyed it I still give it 7 out of 10 that's a good movie not great but I enjoyed it I had a fun time and I'm glad I went to the movie theater to go see it So that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Thank you so much for listening. If you are listening to this on Spotify, there should be a question, something like, how did you enjoy this episode or what did you think of this episode? Please feel free to leave any comments, possible improvements I could make, what you thought about the episode, how I cover the content, how I discuss it, the format of the show, audio quality, anything like that. Please go ahead and leave a comment there. Or you can leave a comment on my TikTok page, Woody Ling, W-O-O-D-Y-L-I-N-G, or What Woody's Watching, spelled just like the name of this podcast. I think I'm going to move all the stuff from my What Woody's Watching TikTok account over to Woody Ling because that account has been more successful for me. So I'm going to see if that works out better. But for now, I will be posting the spoiler-free reviews on both accounts so you can leave comments and like and follow both. And that would be great, a great help to me to show that people appreciate it and I can keep making more episodes. And of course, please share, follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts on the TikTok accounts. And please support me any way you can. That would be great. And I will keep making more episodes and more content for all my loyal listeners out there. 
If you made it this far, thank you. And of course, keep loving movies and TV. Goodbye.